nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled, nice things. Nice things. The antidote to modern living, and joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... My name's Paul Carmichael, and I have spent the morning cleaning my Beethoven. Cleaning your Beethoven, eh? I have, dear, yes. I've been cleaning my Beethoven. I remembered. I got... roll over first? Oh, always, dear. Lisa Goddard. Why am I yes. thinking of Lisa... Right. Nigel Planer, roll over Beethoven. I never saw it. Right. Oh, I did. Did you? Because I loved the young ones. It was like, oh, look, Neil's doing music. Was it any good? No. Ah, good. I had a feeling it wasn't. Obviously, I was pre-programmed to think it wasn't because it was ITV. Mm-hmm. But I had a feeling that I, I would have quite liked... Did it have cartoon opening titles? Potentially, I think so. It was one of those things, it, it reminded me a bit of the theme to the South Bank show. Because that had like... Right. The aerobic suite. Wasn't Rollover Beethoven the sitcom? Didn't that just use the 1950s rock and roll? Yeah, but I suppose in my head somewhere I knew there was an association with Beethoven and it was like a rock and roll version of Beethoven. Oh, okay, fair and enough. As well, yeah. was ah. the South Bank show. Right. It was well, one yeah, of those no. poor quality sitcoms. Do you, not re- do you not remember the Cuckoo Waltz? Diane Keane. Keane and Nigel Havers again. No, not not, not Nigel Havers. Uh, I think, no, it wasn't Tony Arnold. Um, there's a couple of those good-looking lads that they used to use in the 70s. Yes, they liked them, didn't they? There's like Patrick Moore was another, like, Tony Arnold. They were all sort of, like, yeah. suave, debonair-looking chaps. Incredibly suave. Incredibly yes. suave. Yeah. Oh, no, anyway. Anyway, so, so I, got the old, I got the old Beethoven out, you see. Anyway, I got yeah. the, 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 the old LP set, all nine symphonies, and I thought, I'm going to listen to them in order, because I feel I should. Yeah. And then record one didn't play, so I've been cleaning all my Beethovens. They have been sat, sort of just quietly collecting mildew for quite some time. But that's Georgia been my mildew. morning. Yes, that's been my exciting That's been morning. your morning. Yes. Um, well, Eroica, Symphony Number no. 9, is that? Um, is it, or is the Eroica 3? I don't know. I don't know. I'm no buff. I know that Mr. Mather, my music teacher, told me he wrote whichever Eroica was for. He wrote it for Napoleon. But yeah. then Napoleon was crowned as emperor and he, he snatched the crown from the cushion and placed it on his own head before the guy could do it. And apparently the manuscript, never seen this, this was a teacher when I was in primary school, mm. uh, on the manuscript Beethoven scratched out Napoleon's name and changed oh. the name to Eroica. I'm probably getting that all mixed up. Maybe what, it's number three, I've just checked. Number three. Number there three. There we go. Your integrity as a scholar of Beethoven is Ooh, Absolutely. And the bloody minor bird. Anyway, how's your Sunday me- Sunday being so far, dear? All good? Yeah. Yeah. Quite busy. I don't enjoy this new busy life. No, well, it I, is I do. I do. You do, yeah. And, I do. And you've had, a, you've had a fashionable young gentleman's house. I've had a fashionable... Paul's on Lark Lane. <laughs> you can always trust Paul on Lark Lane. I've, I've, unfortunately, I have reached that age where I can no longer have longer hair. I can't. I just can't. It just goes fucked. It, it, it was going a bit exciting, wasn't it? It was getting very excited, and the, the days of sort of my long ringlets have mm. gone. Yes. Oh dear, comes to us all, dear, comes to us all. Well, absolutely, and you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You've got to acknowledge reality, or you end up looking like the professor in Robot, and I don't fancy the latter. 
There is that. Uh, Professor Kettlewell. What was That's his name? Ed- Edward something, wasn't it? He was sorted in the documentary on the DVD. It was like, go ahead, lad, still going. Oh, still going. Must have been 155 years old and he's still going. Well, Absolutely I've already mentioned wonderful. Patrick Mower and I'm, you know, I'm itching to speak about the thing you put me onto, which we will in a minute. Um, but Jeffrey Chater, who's in the thing we're going to talk about as Bishop. Mm. Jeffrey Chater was uh, go. He lived till he was a hundred. He only died in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he kept going for a good long time, but probably helped by the fact that fifty years ago he looked seventy, <laughs> not half. I mean, well, he I, really did. I, I, I suppose we better mention what we're talking about. So a few weeks ago, you put me. Well, you sent me a, a flurry of WhatsApp messages, um, yes. telling me why I had to buy Callan. Absolutely. But this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because my first contact with Callum came from you about 13 mm. years ago when you ran That's off right. a selection of DVDs for me. The yeah. complete colour series, I think. Yeah. From whichever old uh, DVD brand had released them. Yeah, it would have been... Uh, Arrow it up, Entertainment. It was like Delta or someone. Oh, was that Survivors? Mm. I can't remember now. Mm. I can't remember. Just looking up here. Well, I didn't have the DVDs. I'd uh, obtained them via nefarious uh, uh, means. I see. Um, and you made the point quite valid, I think, that when one has the physical media, mm. there's more of an incentive to actually sit and watch the bloody thing. Well, I've just noticed that over the last couple of weeks, you know, in my infirmity, when I've been sat there thinking, I need to watch something, I should watch something, get the hard drive. There's no... Fun in plugging the hard drive in and waiting with USB connecting. I don't care. I'm not... No. That's really annoyed me. And it also enables you to actually, when you've made a financial investment, you're like, I'm going to get my money's worth out of this. So you you turn the phone... Well, you don't turn the phone off. They're just bloody on if you want them to be, aren't they? Yes. Um, So I've sat there and over the last week have spanked the entire... Um, let's have a look. How many DVDs? You've you've done well here. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, well, I've used it in the evenings to wind down, mm. and I really have wound down. I've just lit the fire and put these on. Yeah. Um, I suppose I better show the boys and girls who are watching in glorious colour what uh, you've on got YouTube. here. So there we go. The the monochrome years. Yep. And the colour years. Callan. Go. Now I was wondering about this. You were on about first contact with Callan. Hold on a second. Mm. So, well, Callan's uh, about um, a secret agent. I'm filling the dead air, dear, don't worry. So, Callan is uh, a secret agent who's employed by the government. And it sounds very James Bondish, this, doesn't it? But imagine James Bond without the sex, the martinis, the glamour, the lifestyle, everything else. This is gritty. Um, end of the 1960s, early 1970s uh, stuff from Thames Television. Starter ABC Television, who become Thames. But there's very few of the ABC episodes left. I think there's only two or three episodes of that. Then it goes to Thames, and this ethereal black and white series starts. But here's Mr. Livesley to tell us I a bit don't more about have, that. But I, I do oh. have somewhere. So I had a, I bought a book at a jumble sale as a kid called the Do You Remember Television Book, and I, if I'd been actually prepared, I'd have had that to hand because I do have right. it somewhere. Um, and in that, there's a photograph of Callan and Lonely. Mm. And it's one of those things, you know, when you were a kid, no internet, obviously, you'd, you'd get these books and you'd flick through them and you'd be like, wow, what's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the only thing you could do, I don't have it here. I don't know where it's gone. Um, the only thing you can do is ask your ma- ask your mam. 
mm. about it. And uh, I remember my mum telling me about Callan and that. One of the things I always wondered about it was how the dynamic with Lonely worked. Because mm. on the clips I'd seen over the years, it was just like, how, how are they co- going to convincingly explain the relationship between these two characters? How do they know each other? Mm. Why would he tolerate someone like that? It's like... And we'll talk about this, I hope, in a minute, uh, with Sherlock Holmes. Mm. You know, why would he um, put up with Watson if Watson's thick and he's this bloody gigantic intellect? Well, then, haven't we got the whole thing? Because isn't the whole thing of Watson being thick a bit of a... Yeah, it's a modern sort of addendum, isn't it, really? Because Watson originally... Watson is Conan Doyle, uh, Mm. who was also a qualified doctor. Uh-huh. And I suppose the clue is in the name as to why Holmes would put up with him. He was a doctor. He, was, he wasn't he was thick. No, 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 no. Um, and the Granada series does redress that. But before we get into that, so Callan, going back to yeah, Callan. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this phenomenon of spun gold, herdos. Uh, oh, yeah. the likes of Basil Morris, Henson. Morris Barry. And that Morris Barry, yeah. Basil Henson, BBC chaps. Yeah. Well, ITV do a similar thing, but it's, it's more of the sort of dark variety, the her. It is. Isn't William it? Squires, Ronald Allen. Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of these chaps, they've got the same thing. Mm. But it's in a it's it's now available in brown or black or whatever colour her they have. Yeah, that's true. But it's true. the same thing. It's a kind of closely knitted uh thing. I'm not even sure if William Squires is a wigs. Wigs are, are good in Callan, aren't they? Oh oh yes. Oh you get it, many a wig. In Magnum for Schneider, he's obviously already going quite thin, Edward Wood. Yes, yeah, he um, is. And he, come, he merges in the series with a, a three-quarter piece wing. That, I that's think it, it's yes. Yeah. Uh, but Anthony that Valentine really helps later well. on, doesn't it, when he has to play up with the other wigs. I think the one where he's being held in the Lubyanka. That's the mental, start, that wig. With his short grey hair. But, it, I mean, it looks... It's obviously a wig, but it's a good wig. Yeah, that, it's a great a episode. Decent. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's Absolutely. a fact. Edward Woodward and uh, um, God, his Russell, Russell, Russell Hunter. Hunter. Mm. Um, their performances are fantastic. I mean, Russell Hunter being a, a native Caledonian. Yes. Uh, and the because that was one of the things. I thought we were going to go down the um, the Brian. God, my memory this morning. You know, Tetley T. Bloody Glover. Brian Glover. I yeah. thought we were going to go down the Brian Glover route. Have you ever seen Campion? Yes, I have. And he's he does Campion's right hand man, yeah. And he does the Cockney, and he's not very good. I thought no. Russell Hunter was going to do that. It's impeccable. It is. His Absolutely Cockney accent superb. is impeccable. Last time I saw Russell Hunter, he was being interviewed for something like The Late Show. And it must have just been weeks before he died. And it was. Um, it was on, on top of one of the hills in Edinburgh, overlooking uh, Edinburgh, whilst they were getting the fringe ready. And he was still there, still acting. But the main thing this one t- wanted to talk to him about was the fact that he was lonely, you know, that he was that character. And if I'm right, he does slip into it, but he just like turns it on quickly yeah. and he suddenly just, the physicality comes out and the voice is there, ah, oh, you know me, mate. And then he's back from it. Just beautiful little moment. It doesn't strain to the grotesque or the caricature no, either. Never, never. Which is pretty difficult. I think you've not watched the film yet, have you? No, I've got the film here. Um, so I wasn't going to let you have it, and not me. Well, um, of course. I can't believe you haven't got it. Of course, I haven't watched This Man Alone yet. And as you predicted oh. at the time, uh, I'd have to have the wet job. And the wet job is on its way right it is. now. So wet job. Wet job. We should say what that is. Well, wet job is a one-off episode of Callum. Uh Series finishes into, what, 71, 72? 
72. I think. And then nine years later at ATV, they do a one-off episode of Canon, um, but they put incidental music over the top of it. Well, when you watch the film, I mean, the film could have acted, even though we've got a Magnum for Schneider, uh, and it's a remake of that. The film could have acted as a continuation, a full stop to the series, because... It starts, doesn't it, a magnum for Schneider. He's been away a few years. He's been away 18 months. And that's perfectly in keeping with the end of the TV series. Mm. Um, the only misstep they make in that, and I'm certain that they weren't even intended it to be a continuation anyway, mm. uh, is that he doesn't know Snell, who thankfully is still... Um, Clifford Rose. Oh. So they didn't recast him. Eric no. Porter's good. You'll encounter Eric Porter on the Sherlock Holmes set as mm. Moriarty. Uh, he's fantastic. So, and, but no um, William Squire. No, and, and he's just brilliant with his plasticine face and his he's sort amazing. of... He's amazing. That face, uh, that face is just not not normal, is it? No, no, it's... He's another one. He could have he could have been a good Frankie Howard impersonator. He could. Absolutely. He could with that face. And, and with a performance that's too big for telly and far too big for something like Callum, yet works. Yeah. Now, I can't quantify that yet. And I've watched this series a fair few times. I can't tell you why that performance works because everything about it shouldn't. I None of the, the constituent chemist- parts come together. I think there's a, there's a certain chemistry because when the colour series starts, mm. it's jarring for me because Patrick Moore's in there, and I, I such a I love Anthony Valentine so much. Who didn't? Yeah. Um, that it was like, oh no, Patrick Moore. I'm, you know what I mean. With the greatest of respect to Patrick Moore. But straight away you start to despise Patrick Moa, which is the you know the point. Yeah, you're meant to. Mm, you're meant to. Yeah. Um, we won't spoil it for the boys and girls because they're all going to rush out and buy this as mm. well. Um, in the same way that you you didn't quite reach that level of hatred toward uh, Mia's Valentine's character. No, but why is that? Because Mia's is more of a bastard, isn't he? Well, he says in one scene in series two, I can't think which, it's like that, oh, so you you have a fondness for Callan, you know, and he's like, I detest him, but mm. he's good at his job. Mm. You don't feel that Moa's got any respect, because he's, certainly in that first series, he's being undermined, sorry, first colour series, he's being undermined, his authority's being undermined, isn't it, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, weird, because there's that entire power dynamic going on in the series between the different ranks, as well as the personalities. It's very deftly done, I think. Oh, it is. And it's done, I think, like all the best of these things, it's done with a certain amount of insider knowledge. Either, either you've got somebody who does understand the structure of these sort of organisations, or they've come up with something that is so damn convincing and would work as a structure. Yeah, um, it's it's got to be one or the other. A bit like when I get you onto the sandbaggers, you'll see that. You'll I've see watched that. the sandbaggers before. I, I don't right. think I've given it a, a good enough, uh, you know, goal. Hmm. But I, I have watched it before. I got there was that you introduced me to, and at the same time the X Y Y man, and I just sort of went with the X Y Y man, and then strangers, and then Bullman. Right. Um, I kind of that caught my attention because uh, Don Henderson. Mm. Is sort of who I always regarded as shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I watched him in this. It's like, oh, there's there's tons actually. Yeah, he's a great TV actor. There's a lot going on in the eyes, in the face, and stuff like that. And I hadn't really given him any credit for that, to be honest. Do you no, think that Edward so. Woodward in these Callans with his wig looks like uh, Don Anderson's sidekick in um, 
the XYY man and strangers. Oh, he does the bass. He does, doesn't he? He does. I think that uh, Edward Woodward is the basis of that chap's career, looking like Edward Woodward. There you go. That's all you need to do. Have a successful You've not career. watched the interview, then, if you've not watched the movie disc? I've not watched the interview yet. It's brilliant. I must do. I, and I did get... I picked up The Wicker Man the other week, and that's got so many bits of Woodwardisms in there, and I'm going to enjoy such this. A, I was considering oh. this, because if you think The Wicker Man <coughs> sits between the end of the Callum TV series and the film, doesn't mm. it? And it was that's quite a bold move for an actor. Well, it is, but then he... The offers of work must have just been flowing. I mean, that's one of those things which... Um, what's that book we're both reading, the the actor? My God, my memories today. Oh, mate, I'm not surprised. Uh, Michael McFall, or M- not McFell, what's it Mc- called? Um, I've got it here. Yeah. Michael McStay. That's it, Michael McStay. And he says that the key, the key difference between acting then and acting now is there was just so much more work. You know, you could just yeah. walk from job to job. So... You would do an episode of Callum. What's next? Over to the BBC. What's next? Bit of rep. Okay, back to Thames. And you could just go from well, job to job. He says in that interview, uh, which I'm spoiling slightly for you, but uh, on the Callum movie DVD, uh, I don't know if I've shown boys and girls that, but there you go. It's one of those things that's like a film on Channel 5, isn't it? You know, mm. the box. And it's in 4.3. I don't think it should be. But anyway, mm. that's that. Uh, in the interview on that... He talks about between the the two colour seasons, uh, three and four. He went to the National for 18 months. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He said it was like being called up from Mount Olympus with Olivier. Oh. <laughs> Telling him he wanted him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean... That'd do. The, the thing is, Edward Woodward is a... You know, he's semi-forgotten... And it's quite criminal, really, when you watch this series. It's the strangest thing, isn't it? Because I suppose because he was largely an ITV or film or Mm. American actor, he never really came onto my radar particularly. Commoners Mock? BBC? No. But the Bin Men? No. I thought that that was brilliant. And I thought he was brilliant in it because he's... He's, it's like you know he's if you watch that he's a handsome sort of young uh, vibe vital actor isn't he and then he comes back as common as muck as like a, a fat old man and it was convincing what's well, because he was a fat old man i know he was right but but you've got to remember you know this business as well as anyone i mean mm. to go from the 60s and still be having hit series in the 90s oh, when yeah. you've when you've gone through a number of transformations physically because we all do oh yes but to be able to do that and stay at the top of your game is oh, pretty pretty decent it's incredibly decent but who wrote it was it roy clark or no idea might have been Some... jimmy mcgovern <laughs> shall watch it then it was, it, was it was it that one who did only fools i have Some a feeling it was it one were. of them it's it's going to be yeah. one of those sort of people. Commoners muck. Go on. Look. Comedy Let's have drama a quick series. Yeah. Um, who wrote it? Written by loads of people. It will have been, but the created by you want. No, don't Go on. Um, William Ivory. Oh. Well, that's an anti-climax, isn't it? Yeah. Series casting, costume design, second unit, duh-duh-duh. Yeah. That yeah, Wikipedia would be better than this, won't it? Oh dear. Uh, things getting that bad. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, we'll give it a go. Uh, created by William Ivory. Don't know who the bloody hell he is. Not a clue. But no, this is one of those series that just never, never appeared on the radar, I'm afraid. Don't but be late in the morning. Uh, if you're going to say it's worth a look, then maybe I will. Maybe well, I'll. it's... It's not great. Oh. It's not great. I'm on about just the fact that he was able to still be a banker as a TV star. I I like that bit. But when you watch the interview with him on that DVD, you're just like, oh, what a top boy. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, as a human being. Do you think it was a mistake then? Not for him, obviously, but for us. Him going off to the States to do the equaliser. (laughs) I bet it weren't. You see, in that interview, he's at home, obviously, and he's being interviewed in front of his stables. So I, d- I don't think it was a misstep doing uh, no, not six for years him. of the equaliser. For us, maybe. For well, us. I loved it as a kid. I loved the equaliser. Really? Yeah. Was it just basically him in America being British and shouting at people then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What you got to remember about American series in the 80s, don't know about now, wouldn't know about now, mm. or would I? I don't know. I only know from Netflix and whatnot. So it doesn't seem to be a a sort of trope that they have. But what you had in the old days was a car. Right. Knight Rider had a car. Street Hawk had a bike. Starsky and Hutch had a car. There was always. There was the helicopter as well. Was there? Erwolf. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, Erwolf. And there was an helicopter in Magnum, but there was also a Ferrari. Right. So there was always that thing about... I mean, the Sweeney we loved... Well, you, I don't know if you watched it, but the Sweeney I loved because of the Ford Granadas and the Ford Cortinas, and, and they also denoted rank. Anyway, we're going to stri- drift off here. Right. But um, the car was the star in a lot of these things, and he had a, a nice car, uh, the Equalizer, and it was featured heavily in the titles. So presumably, basically, it was the car manufacturer would say, has anyone got a series? We've got one. who have this car. Yeah. <clears throat> Ford supplied Sweeney with all their cars. Yeah, but they wouldn't have made a big thing of it and been all ostentatious. No, no, no. no. The ostentatious was a very different vehicle in yeah. itself. Um, but no, 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 they, they didn't. But anyway, the equaliser, you had the car as well. You're recovering from that pun. I am, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Wonderful. We should talk about, if you want to, about your recovery. Oh, well, we can have a chat about it. Yes, yes. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel feel rotten, dear. Yes. But you've had a haircut and a beard trim. I've had a haircut and a beard trim, and I thought, that'll save save it all. That'll make it all feel better. It hasn't really. But, uh, no, it's an ongoing saga, isn't it? It's a bit... uh, Yes. A bit boring now, actually. Yeah, Yeah. for you, in the hands... Yes. You know. I had an awful lot of very hard drugs during the week, which mm. were... I floated through the last week, though. Um, I'll bet you did. But then they ran out, and suddenly it's like, oh, it's still there, is it? So mm. Nothing wrong with dangerous drugs, so long as they're uh, prescribed by a qualified man. Absolutely. That's all I need in my life. But, uh, yes, so the saga continues. What are they calling it? Transverse myelitis. Ooh. That Rare. sounds like an Osric Tentacles track. It does, doesn't it? I don't like the yeah. transverse bit. Suggests it's just wandering around. And go, Where are we go next? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, but, but you're you're still feeling yeah. rotten then? Oh, still feeling like shit here. Yes, but that's... water retention now. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The lot. I don't know what's going on here. They so might be the any... tablets. Oh, it could have. Been. Well, the tablets seemed to stop that. And then when the tablets ran out, that came back. So there's a. Any qualified members of the medical profession out there and wish to sign me, I don't know, maybe, maybe co signatory to Dignitas at this rate, that'd be good. But, huh. uh, 
We shall see. But uh, however, yes. talking of emergency situations, and we may not get this out in time, but there's an emergency, a pretend emergency situation. A today, pretend emergency there? situation, yes. As we record this, I'm going to have to adjust myself slightly. Hang on. Oh, God. It's like doing very bad zero-gravity walking in a shit uh, soap opera thing. Soap opera? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Dear God. Um, so Frags. as we record this on the 23rd of the 4th, at mm. any in about three hours' time, all of the phones in the land are going to blur. Well, I've switched life. mine off. Why? So they can't find you? Oh, no, they know where everybody is. Right, so um, why have you turned it know. off? It's and... one of these sort of... There's a book about the free festival culture. What is it called? It's something like Acts of Defiance or something right. like that. So it's just like, uh, no. Right. No, well, I won't have you scurring me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, uh, here's cause you, do you get these chains off people on WhatsApp where they just forward something? Yes. Right. I'm going to have to read you this shit that I was forwarded. Oh, um, okay, here we go. Um, okay, just for one minute, think on this, please. Don't know who the hell this person thinks they are. They are doing the alarm thing on Sunday. Yes. Well, colon dash. There are 97.23 mobile million devices in the UK. Uh, now imagine all of them going off all at the same time. You would have to send a frequency and a wave across the UK. What the fuck's this mean? You'd have to send a frequency and a wave. What? What is Isn't this shit? Isn't it just send all, like when it's Christmas or Easter or something, you just click send all? Well, my thinking is this. Uh, the, the frequency or wave will be extremely high for it to happen at the exact same time. My thinking is fewer people will be sending texts at three o'clock because we'll all be stood there going, go on, they're... so I think there'll be less of a wave. What's a wave? What's that mean? I hate these pricks. I hate these people who forward this sort of shit to me. What do you mean? What's a... Um, well... I don't know. I can only tell you what it waves, says. Doesn't it? That they are not testing the alarm. They are testing the magnitude of the frequency and impact of the wave. Oh, I see. What? I see. Please um, turn your devices off. Trust me and stay away from large crowds. What you will witness will not be a normal occurrence. It will be man-made. Not natural. Not good. Remember. What the fuck? These people should be Who in a home. Who sent you that? Close well, friend? My mum, actually. Your mum? <laughs> yeah, my mum forwarded that. So what are you doing, mother? Well, it does all work on waves, doesn't it? I mean, we're surrounded, all of us, at all times by waves. Right. Like Wi-Fi and 5G and right. stuff like that. So? Well, I'm just saying we are. I don't well, we see are. how that would change. I don't see how we're... Is it going to be a, a very big wave, like a tidal wave of Is this 5G? like the changes? Is this the start of the changes? This is exactly what I think is being predicted here, the changes. Right yes, it's okay. all going to come out of... What's it called? Down... Um, Wookie Hole. Hole. Down. Yeah. Oh, down Wookie Hole. Wookie Hole is where it will emanate from. But, um, so three o'clock, that's going to happen. You've turned... Why did you turn yours off, then? You just don't want to. Um... I have no fondness for government overreach, and I don't like the government whatsoever. Um, and it's just like, it's a, a futile gesture of defiance. What happens, mm. right, my only thought is this. Have you turned it off properly, the emergency? Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. 
Right. So what happens, let's say, for example, um, Al-Qaeda decide to attack your street. Yeah. You're not going to get the notification now. I'll be upstairs anyway in here. Well, they can climb stairs these days, I've heard. Like Daleks? bit like Daleks, yeah. Daleks um, with Kalashnikovs. Well, the government aren't going to send me an alert to tell me that Al-Qaeda are in the street. Why not? Because they're in London. What, Al-Qaeda or the government? No, the government. Well, yeah, but they know where everything is. They'll know where Al-Qaeda are. So, they might so think... when they get here, they'll say, right, we're here now, chaps. Could you send the emergency alert out before we start shooting? No, I think the confusion here is you're thinking of Al-Qaeda as being a government department. That's I mean, what I'm more... saying to you. They're not going to inform anyone. No, but when the government find out Al-Qaeda in your street, they go, oh, don't go outside now, Mike. Al-Qaeda are out there. I'll be in the loft like Callan. Oh, okay, fair enough, with your little toys. With my little toys. No, I mean, they're going to only be able to send an emergency alert out once someone informs them what's happening. Right? Yeah. But that's when you want to know, isn't it? They're not going to know. I'd be the first to know. I'd have to text Boris Johnson or whoever it is now. <laughs> Who is it now? Um, oh, Sunak. Rishi, Rishi Sunak's the Richard Prime Sunak. Minister, of course. Yes. So he'll be busy... You know, with his offshore tax avoidance schemes. Probably, yes. He's not going to give a shit. No, that's true, yeah. You know, oh, okay. and he'll probably make money out of flogging my house. If I'm out of the way. So, <laughs> so is this just... Uh, this is just uh, sort of like taking your property, then? Well, of course. Bastards. They'll pass some law. Yeah. Whereby they'll do that, and he'll make a load of money. Well, it could happen, I suppose. It could happen, so switch it off now. But, well, I want to see what happens. I want to see if my phone beeps. Yeah, and you can tell me what happens. I can do that. All right, yeah. and then, all right, we'll do that. We'll go with that. I've, I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'll get the messages to say Al-Qaeda in your street if they turn up, though. I think that this is like watching the Queen on uh, Christmas Day for you. It's like duty to receive well, this text. It is three o'clock as well. There you go. That, that, I do like the symmetry. I did think of that earlier. You've got the Queen at three. You've got the emergency Al-Qaeda notification at three. I've no doubt that war was declared by Churchill at three. I have nothing to base that on, but I suspect it will have You'll been You'll be three. marching around like William Squires for the rest of the day, thinking you've had intel. Uh, just just waiting for them to keep you up to date, you know. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't know, mate. I don't know... Um, what the point of receiving it or not receiving it is. Oh, fair enough. I mean, they, the, the, so there's two trains of thought on it, isn't there? There's the official story that they're testing the system, right. and then you've got all the people on the internet saying, oh, no, this is, um, this is preparing you for some or other. For I choose to believe neither. Oh, okay. So you're just in the middle going, no. That's me. That's right. me. A centrist to the end. I'm going to watch the wet job. Yes. And pretend it's 1981. Fair enough. No, yeah. that's fair enough. I think I that's fair enough. So, nonsense did, to one side. Go ahead. Well, did you... I mean, with the old... Because I like the... Did you not find a, a comfort in sort of like the, the death and disaster things? Like the old protect and survive, you know? Oh, well, not at the time. Not at the time. Because, I mean, we were shown them in school, the Protect and Survive films. 
Oh god, we were too. But then it was the terrifying. That, well, they were, but they were also cartoons. So I, I thought, am I not meant to take them? There that was a seriously? world in action that was worse than that. It was a Monday night, I remember it. So when the Protect and Survive thing came out, there was a world in action as well, and that was telling you to do things like take interior doors off and lean them against the wall and get That's underneath right, yeah. them. And it's a, you know, it's amazing the tolerances they test three millimeter ply to, you know. Uh, so there was all that, and I was thinking, I remember thinking at the time, because as I've, I've told you before, at the age of five, I was sat down and given my granddad's toolbox and informed I was now the man of the house. Mm. So I was thinking about where I'd find a Phillips screwdriver, and, you know, we've got three minutes, how am I going to get a door off in three minutes? There's nine screws, because we use three hinges, unlike the two that uh, that you have. Um, yeah. I wouldn't know whether to go top or bottom. I would have an immediate problem. Exactly. Well, you know, as a nine eight nine year old or whatever i couldn't rip the door off its hinges well, but anyway no. that's what they told you to do and then it was telling you that when people died you were to wrap them in bin bags and put them out for the bin men and well put them in a different business. room wasn't it if, if if grandma dies wrap her yeah. in something and put her in a different room yeah which seemed unsavory and edward woodward and his pals would turn up and take her away yeah and that, who was the bloke who did the voiceover that was ronald doodah wasn't it no, the chap who did this... the big night out things. Yeah, but what's his name? He's also in, he's in the last episode of the first series of Black Adder. Yeah, Ronald, he's a Ronald. Yeah, uh, he is. I think. Are you sure? Fifty mm, percent. Mm. Uh, but he has. He's got a wonderful voice, and he also did. Was it Frankie goes to Hollywood? He does yeah, the opening. That's why he did time. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, his voice still appears in adverts because Patrick Allen. Patrick Allen. Patrick Allen. Patrick Allen. Ronald Allen. Patrick uh, Allen. I didn't even look. There. Didn't even look. Patrick Allen. Patrick Allen. He was the guy who did it. Yeah. Scary. Oh yeah, terrifying. Coupled with threads and the American movie The Day After and and all the other stuff, there was a, a climate of fear when we were kids. There really was, wasn't there? Do we need a bit of that back? Do you think? No. No. No, because people hmm. act differently when they're frightened. Well, yeah, I mean, didn't people act a bit differently and a bit nicer during COVID, maybe? No. Oh. Well, yes and no. I mean, once this sort of, you know, as we know, most of it now, as we know, well, we knew then, was uh, directed by the Behavioural Insights Team, uh, a.k.a. Uh, the Nudge Unit in Government, which mm. sounds all very Callan and mm. stuff like that. And their uh, mandate was to keep people frightened. Mm. So, the fact that there's a government department whose sole function during the time was to keep people frightened, mm. I find quite frightening. Well, uh, keeps you on your toes, though. Keeps it? you on your toes. Keep <laughs> the little chaps on their toes. Keeps you going. Keeps you bustling along. But then there was all sorts of stuff designed to sort of divide people, wasn't there? With like the masks and social distancing, and there was talk about people getting thumped in the ASDA. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a fair bit of that. We didn't have that here in the Morrison. No, I don't recall any of that. I I, I chose my times wisely. But then there was things like, uh, which I agree with, there was kind of like, didn't they open an hour earlier for... uh, Key workers, NHS people and stuff like that, yeah. And there were people sneaking in, weren't there? And there was fisticuffs over all that stuff. Then there was all the bog roll business. All the bog roll. And what were the other things that we ran out of? There was something else. Pasta, was Patience. it? Patience. Patience went. 
Yes. Yeah. So, um, and and you and I enjoyed it because we were in Survivors. We were psychologically there. Yes. You know, and we'd come home and watch it afterwards, as if we just faced off with Wormley's men when, in fact, we'd just been the shop. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, so people do act differently when they're frightened. I don't think it's a particularly healthy state of mind to be in. No, being frightened not. all the time. Um, did people act more? No, no, no I don't really. No. I, I remember being a kid and the likes of me were frightened because I was mm. a little kid. And, but life went on, didn't it? I mean, that's the thing. Your first real taste of existential dread when you're a child served up by the kindly, cuddly government. Um, what was good about that was the anti-war movement. I felt that they kind of probably hit their peak then, didn't they? The old CND and what have you. CND certainly did, because we're around mm. Greenham Common time, aren't we? Yeah. With the yeah. ladies outside Greenham Common. Which yeah. I, and, yes. and um, which if you read Kenneth Williams' diaries about the Greenham Common women, I think he says something along the lines of, uh, they should be shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which you've just read like, you know, 20 years earlier in his diaries, he's out there on uh, the Aldermaston marches, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, you know, yeah. They do yeah, say that. we get more right-wing as we get older. They do say that, don't they? They do yeah, say that, and Kenny do certainly did. Yes. But, um, uh, yeah, but we've now no. got no anti-war movement really to speak of within mainstream politics well you've got those just stop oil people do you see what they did this week <sighs> yes with more the, antagonism with the to other working classes now i don't like snooker however I. however i i think i like just stop oil even less than snooker now oh absolutely that's just uh, ridiculous i mean you know I mean, the poor little people watching a bit of snooker no can't do that what's the justification for it I have absolutely no idea. Why aren't they attacking Rishi Sunak? Why aren't Why they, aren't they attacking the rich? You know. Yes. Well, yeah. Snooker's not exactly watched by a by you, you hunting and shooting people, is it? No. No, that's right. It's on the BBC though, which I think is what really got your dander up. Was it? Oh, I didn't realise that. No, I just realised it was coming from a theatre in Yorkshire, and I thought, good for you having a theatre in Yorkshire. Well done. I yes, don't. yes, yes. No, no, I thought that was absolute bullshit. It is absolute bullshit, isn't but it? But again, I... it's another polarising thing, isn't it? You know, we were lucky enough, I think, mm. to be teenagers stroke, uh, what do they call people in their early 20s? People in their early 20s. Yeah. We, were, we were lucky enough to be of that age group during the sort of, during the 90s. Yes. And I think that was a time, because the 80s were very polarising. In the 90s, people all came together. Mm. You know, you you would literally be dancing next to somebody who, you know, used to go out and beat people up or knife them or something like that. And they'd tell you so. Oh, yes. You know, oh, five years ago, if I'd met you, mate, I'd have knifed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got really sort of landmark cultural events like the Castle Martin Rave and stuff like that mm. that, that brought all these, you know, various tribes together. Mm. And so that was a great time to be young. I think uh, I think that social media doesn't help, and all these things are polarized. And you're kind of damned now. You're kind of assigned an opinion if you don't express one. No, that's very true. That's you very know. true. I don't want to play. No. I want to get back to protect and survive, and Donald Pleasant's doing little, you know, voiceovers on 
public information films that would make me shit my pants. I miss those. Yeah, they were generally... They, they used to put a lot of them out on a Saturday morning in between the kids' telly. Yeah. Oh, you know, God, yeah. The old woman going through the glass cabinet's the best. I don't think I remember that it's one. Slightly, slightly amusing as what? well, I'm afraid. As in full? That She's up on a, a chair trying to get something off a shelf, and then she just, in slow oh. motion, oh, a, man, yes. yeah. a man dressed as an old woman goes through this bloody glass cabinet in slow motion, which yeah, I no, just right. always found a little bit amusing. Well, what about the kids all dying on the farm? Remember that one, a passion? No. Do you not remember that one? No, no, no. A group of about four or five kids. This is a long one. This is about 17 minutes. About five kids. And they all go to a farm. And then one by one, they die. Um, that, but one of them falls into the slurry pit Ooh, and no. drowns. But you see this kid go right under. And then, oh, yeah, it's horrific. I loved those. I thought they were hysterical. I really well, did. Yeah. yeah, the Protect and Survive ones weren't, though. No, but again, it was the cartoon aspect. It, it just seemed a bit Eastern European. Sort of, like, here's Mr. Blinky Plonk, hiding Granny's body. I next suppose door. it was co- combined with that world in action and threads mm. that really, you know, sealed the deal. Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I think that that was, you know, when they set it in a northern town and the lad mm. runs in the shop, they've started fighting. Russians and the Americans, you were like, that. Oh. And it is something to have chosen Sheffield because it was so normal. So pedestrianly normal. But there was was... a world in action as well about, I don't know how they'd found this out, but the Americans and the Russians, Mm. their idea was to have a war, keep them nice and safe, and just to sort of bombard Europe with missiles and stuff and effectively wipe Europe out. And it was uh, a case of, right, well, then we can decide who's won. I remember watching this on World in Action, just like, pop. (laughs) <laughs> no it was very frightening dear oh no I didn't like the sound of that and you'd watch the machine gunners on BBC One mm. and you'd be like sort of where we're going no uncle and it was like well war seemed like fun then it did actually didn't it not I being vaporised oh no no front line front line trench yes. warfare lovely yes well and then coming home Over for there. tea yes none of that nonsense we're playing on bomb sites yes much nicer Anyway, well, what else did you get this week? Have you got anything else this week? Yes. Oh. It's not here. Oh. So uh, we'll talk about that next week because I've not watched it yet. I've started invested in physical media again. I blame you. I'm sorry. Yeah, It cost me a fortune. I know. It happens. Well, I I had a little investment in physical media this week uh, thanks to the network sale. Oh, dear. Um, So, uh, well, I had to. I had to get the likely lads didn't die the film. Ah, I love the soundtrack to that film. Mm. Is it Mike Hogg of Manfred Mann? I think it is. Hang on, I'll tell you now. Uh, Mike Hogg. Hogg, that's it. H U G G. But uh, yeah, so I, I've got I've got that to enjoy. I didn't own the Prisoner. Ah, which is criminal. Hard, isn't it? I know. I don't know how I didn't. You've own bought that. the right edition, though. There. Absolutely, and I've got myself a new copy of the Naked Civil Servant because it's wonderful. Yes. So, I I got those, but I got a very special thing this week as well. Oh, you did. Well. I did. Which was off you. Uh, oh, that, yes. And, and it's that. Oh. Uh, well, the Jeremy Brett and uh, Jeremy Brett David Burke stroke Edward Hardwick, Sherlock Holmes. Oh. I mean, look at that. I mean, the reason I kept hold of the DVDs, which was mm. lucky for you because they didn't go in the charity shop. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the Blu ray edition. No. Oh. 
Ooh. It just doesn't look anywhere near as appealing, does it? No, it doesn't really, is it? That's mm. beautiful. Who released that? I think it was Granada. It's Granada Ventures, yeah, who released that. Yeah. Oh. Um, and they're beautiful, aren't they? That set is Ab- absolutely gorgeous. It is, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to start working my way through those. Those and Beethoven. That's what I'm going to be doing. For so while. where did you... Uh, did you start at the beginning with Holmes? I've started at the beginning. Uh, with the dancing men, and I'm simply going to work my way through in the correct order. What order are they in? Are they in sort of like published order or anything? More like or that? less, right? Okay. Well, the first one's a scandal in Bohemia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have I jumped? You must have done. I think uh, dancing dan- men's Tony Elevens, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I said Tony Elevens then. Yeah. He sounds like a sort of uh, a gangster, <laughs> doesn't he? It does actually. Um, Follow Ocean's have- Eleven. I must have jumped. I shall jump back. Rather. The Dancing Men's good, yeah. Mm. Well, the first one's good. It doesn't cover... So the very, very first book is A Study in Scarlet. Mm. And that explains how Watson meets Holmes. Yeah. Uh, that's the first book. But that doesn't do that. It just bosh you kind of in. Okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy working my way through it anyway, dear. Absolutely. The Adventures isn't the best series. Right. Um, for my money, the best series is the memoirs of... Which, Which is, is the, the final series. The final. Made. And as mm. you said, by that point, uh, Brett had aged about 30 years in less than 10. Yeah, he's bloated. He looks very sick. He looks very old. Poor bugger. I mean, mm. after his wife died, I remember him being on um, whatever it was then, Good Morning Britain. It would have mm. been, wouldn't it? I remember him being on then and talking about grief and about uh, his bipolar and the medication he'd been put on, which is why he bloated up. Yeah. Um, and Buddhism. He was kind of... He's, it's probably on YouTube. He was in sort of white flowing robes. Was he? Yeah. So yeah, did he yeah. become a Buddhist at the end of his life? I th- well, I don't know if he always was, right. uh, but certainly it played a significant role in his um, cosmology toward the end. And yeah. there was bits... There was hints of that that came into Sherlock Holmes. There's one in The Adventures of... Sorry, The Return of Sherlock Holmes where mm. he goes to Devon, the devil's foot. Mm. Um, and he buries his syringe on the beach in a sort of ritualistic, uh, you know, moving on from the cocaine in a 5% yeah. solution. But I love with Brett the hand acting and, and all that stuff. He's very precise with it. Mm. The the physicality. Who was the chap who you said he worked with on the physicality? You told me a while ago, and I can't remember the name of the person now. Lindsay Kemp. That's it, yeah. Mm. The yeah. movement stuff, when he's sort oh. of like one on leg and he's like a heron. Sort of yeah. like studying yeah, yeah, the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's stunning. It's well, just a lot of that is wonderful. in the Gillette sketches as well. Mm. You know, in the book, at books, um, mm. the Strand illustrations. So they mm. got a lot from that. Yeah. Oh, it's sublime stuff. It Absolutely really is. Yes. It really is. So I should be falling into that. And I've got a book as well. Yeah. Uh, I've got, got myself a new book. Um, shall I, I'll tell you what. Shall I have, have a listen to this for the opening? Right. And then tr- see if you can work out what this book's actually about. You ready? I'll put the pornography glasses on. Yes. London, early evening, Tuesday the 19th of December 20, 1922. The year is almost at an end, the working day nearly done, the light fading. The weather has been unseasonably cold recently, though it is getting colder and wetter just in time for Christmas. The windows of the big western department stores, Selfridges, Whiteleys, Gamages, Swan and Edgar, are glowing invitingly, and a steady flow of customers wander inside. 
Those weary of shopping are searching for the comfort and warmth of the nearest Lion's Corner House, one of the city's palaces of pastry, promising decently priced food and a touch of opulence. Later, they might go to the theatre to see one of the multitude of musical comedies and Christmas shows on offer. Alice in Wonderland at the Court Theatre, The Lady of the Rose at the Dailies, comedy duets from Muriel George and Ernest Butcher at the Coliseum. Those wanting to make a night of it might try to catch the Midnight Follies in a slightly risque review at the Hotel Metropole, or go dancing and dining into the small hours at the Hotel Cecil. Yet, not everyone is embracing the pursuit of pleasure. Where do you think this is going? I'm not sure. This is a history of the BBC. Ah. It's bloody brilliant, this. This is like, it's written beautifully. Who wrote this? This is by David Hendy. I'm going to give this my seal of approval here. Not just for the picture on that. Reminds me of the start of A Christmas Carol. It feels like the start of A Christmas Carol. It is written beautifully. It's got a familiarity. It's got this lovely... Oh, it's got a warmth during during the cold spell to it. This is a beautiful mm. book. I'm loving this book. BBC and People's History, for those of you who care about these sort of things. Yes. So, oh. It's not what I... Because I, I was worried if I was to show it you, you'd have just thought it was dates. Because I do like books with dates. In. You do. You do uh, like diary books. Yeah, John Nathan Turner went to the toilet. Oh, that sort of... that's a poo book, that. I know, I, I do apologise for that book. But yes. that book's lovely. I like that one. What I like in the intro to uh, A Christmas Carol is where he's on about the bells chattering their teeth with the mm. cold mm. and um, the icicle in the works of the clock. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Beautiful. beautiful. Um, well, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. I will. I shall enjoy that, dear. That's that's going to be my, my week. It's going to be reading about the BBC. Listen uh, to Beethoven. Oh yes, yes. Oh, very nice. Uh, and and only marred by the emergency text. Only marred by that ever so slightly. Which I shall sit there and enjoy, and I shall report to you. Don't worry, I shall issue a bulletin to let you know. Yes, how it went. it'd be freaky if it says "Hi, Paul." Well, I wouldn't like that. No, it won't say that. I don't want it being personal. No, mm. the Queen never popped up and said "Hi, Paul." Did no, you enjoy true. your Christmas dinner? No, no, she didn't pop up and give me the OBE. She's happy to no. give one to other people, though, isn't she? Happy to well, give one to Stephen Graham. Do you not think Stephen Graham's earned his OBE? No. Why not? Just hasn't. What's he got it for? Being on telly. Well, you'd like that. Yes, absolutely. But it's not the point, is it? I'm sure many other people have had OBEs for being on the telly. Well, I'm sure they absolutely have, and I'm sure other people have had them for not being on the telly and doing other things. It's just apparently I don't get an OBE. Want is it OBE. because he's around about your age yes. and achieved a lot? It Well, achieved a certain number of things, hasn't he, I suppose? He's achieved loads. Like what? Like being on the telly. All right, he's been, I've been on the telly. You've he's been worked on the telly. with Martin Scorsese. <sighs> Wouldn't piss on him. Bollocks. Oh, his films are too long. Isn't his latest one four and a half hours long? The Irishman. I've no idea. Three and a half hours. No, I'm not watching that. No, but I mean, stuff like Goodfellas. Fantastic. How long is that? Two and a half. Too long. It's Knock brilliant. an hour off. Knock an hour off. Get rid of an hour. That'll be an hour of padding there that you can How get How long's of. the Callan film? Uh, isn't that something like 95 minutes or something? 101. There you go. Yeah. 
There you go. We can do that. Peter Egan does a sort of approachably passable Anthony Valentine. Yeah, Peter Egan's an interesting one, isn't he? He does. Mm. He's good. I do like a bit of Peter Egan. But you've seen Anthony Valentine as Mears. And that's the problem, isn't it? Nothing is ever going to replace Anthony Valentine as Mears. No, Peter Egan's fantastic in his own right. Mm. But Anthony Valentine's Anthony Valentine. Mm. You know. Although Mears, of course, is played by Peter Bowles in the very first mm. Magnum Poshida, isn't he? Yeah, so. yeah. It's a strange old world, dear. It certainly is. A moustacheless, uh, a tashless Peter Bowles is an interesting fixture. He turns up in The Prisoner and stuff like that George Markstein from The Prisoner as well um, who walked out um, around about he's the guy in The Prisoner titles George Markstein at the desk when he smashes the cup and bizarrely do you know what I was watching that the other day and I, I thought to myself who's that yeah I don't know why I suddenly had that thought. That's that's odd that you've brought that up. I, thank you, I appreciate it. Well, that. he's script editor on the whole colour series, and for my money, writes the best of the colour series, the one where uh, the hold up in the country house. That's with magnificent, that one. Richmond. Yeah, that's brilliant. The Richmond File. Yes. Oh, I like that, the three-part Richmond File. Mm, very that's good. good. Very yeah. good. Very well, I think good. we can recommend Callum, can't we? Um, yeah, the guest stars are... You know, astonishing. James Cossens turns up mm-hmm. as a sort of camp reporter. He's fucking brilliant. I mean, is he it, was. Anyway. Is it worth mentioning the ladies? Oh, yes. Trisha Noble, Lisa Longdon. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Oh, yeah, they didn't muck about in that department. They really didn't. And these are 70s ladies, aren't they? Proper ladies. Proper ladies. Proper ladies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They chose wisely there, oh, they dear. They did. They did yes. with those. Yes. So, yes. The, the women are all gorgeous. Well, beautiful. Beautiful yeah. ladies. Yeah. So, no, Callan's one of those series you can... Um, you give it about two years, you'll do the whole lot again. And I've watched her once stuff. twice anyway. Mm. Uh, a couple of the black and whites... And I'm looking forward to seeing the black and whites properly digitally uh, transferred on the Man Alone box set. Because yes. there's w- some of those two from the first series, the columns are bent like that because they've just pointed, uh, they've just telecined them, haven't they? That's it, yeah. But to, to a proper old concave screen. Yeah. So it's just everything's yeah. rounded. Yeah. Yeah. So to see them yeah. laid out beautifully, that's, that's better. I might watch The Equalizer next. Really? Well, no. No, good, because won't there be about a thousand episodes of it? They'll have done loads. Yeah, I think it's six mm. times 22. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no need, is there? No. Not really. It was kind of like an A-team thing, you know, if you're in trouble, give this guy a call. I watched an episode of the A-team the other day, and that's the oh. first one I've ever watched. And? Awful. Yeah. Awful. Loved they've it got... as a kid, though. Again, they had the van. It's the vehicle. Right, they've got a van, but they've also got machine guns. And they're running around machine gunning people. I'm like, well, why aren't they being arrested? Because it's America. Which put me off America completely. Can you imagine? That was my first exposure to America, really. Like, well, there's no law and order. You've got these mental people driving around in a van. They start shooting up a group of mechanics for some reason. And then the next thing you know, the police turn up and go, oh, no, we can't do anything about the Jonas Brothers. Well, can't you shoot them? Apparently not. Rubbish. Awful. Yeah, it is. I mean, I remember it was a choice between that and Doctor Who. Yes. In the early days. In 85, it was. It what was. What did you do? I have to say I did some A-team. Because we'd got a video recorder. 
doesn't so matter. Could watch Doctor Who later. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I know. Matter. It didn't last more than two weeks. Good. I should hope not. It was um, the lad down the road. Can't remember his name now. I used to remember his name because it was an odd name. You know, for Haydock in the 80s, it was something like Nigel or Leslie or something. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. I used to remember his name. Anyway, um, memory, dear. It all goes, it flies out of the window like Edward Woodward's hair. Yeah. Yeah. So did so did Nigel used to watch the A team and in characters? He did. He knew all the names right. of the characters, and I wanted to be in his gang. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. His A team gang. His A team gang. There was only him in it, <laughs> but he knew all the names of them all, and I wanted to know all the names of them all. I remember him saying, "Who, Amy?" When I was on about the woman in it, I was like, I was very impressed by that. Uh, Amy. Yeah. That's a good superhero name, isn't it? Amy. Well, they weren't superheroes. Well, whatever they were. My auntie Amy doesn't make me think of the A-team immediately. I just think of Duty Free. Amy. Yeah, that's true. Keith Barron. Who was the other one? Um, there was a Murdoch. Yes. I got and confused. Face. I got confused because of Dandelion and Burdock with that. Right. That was far too confusing for me. So I thought, no, I'm not having any of that. Face? No. Stupid. Hannibal? That? No. Mr. T? I See, I could thought, be in his gang now. I thought Mr. T had, you know, problems. He did. They used no, to drug I mean, him to get him on planes. I ain't getting on no plane, fool. All that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. No, They'd no, give I him drugged like milk and he'd swig it every week. Oh, I'm glad I didn't watch this. <laughs> you were happy watching Attack of the Cybermen. I was very happy watching Attack of the Cybermen and Morris Coburn having his wrists split. It's a bit Wasn't, violent. Um, I think there's some uh, discussion on the DVD that Brian Glover was going to be a Cockney in that. And they did a few days rehearsal and the director was like, oh no, just just use your normal accent, Brian. Mm. Well, it's fair enough, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah. he was brilliant, but I think he was best being himself. If you watch Campion, it mars Campion. Mm. It really does mar Campion. But the guest stars in Callan are just, you, you know, every episode is just brill. It's... The cream of British acting. It really is. It's all right there. And it really yeah, is. It's a fantastic. But you got Michael Jaston in one. Oh, Jaston. Yes. And when he tells someone he loves them, you kind of, you believe him. It's him and Stephanie Beecham, isn't it? Yeah. Darling, I love you. And it's oh. like, he does. Yeah. He absolutely does. But Jaston would have just come out of uh, the RSC, wouldn't he? So that's the calibre we're talking about. He'd have just done the... Um, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream film for Peter, yeah. Peter, oh dear me. Hall? Hall. Yeah. This isn't good this week, the memory, is it? Oh, no, it's mine, dear. Oh, dear. Tony Beckley does a good turn in it. Beckley always does a good turn in everything. He's, uh, yeah. Doesn't he fall out of a hotel window at the end or he gets thrown out of Well, it? yeah. Mia's mm. chucks him out of the window, doesn't Basically, he? Basically, yeah. You know, yeah. so we spoiled that one. But that's all right. To be fair, I mean, it's about 52 years since it went off air. I think, spoiler free I'm by on now. about our uh, listeners, both well, of yeah. them. They might buy a copy. They might. Well, I would yes. highly recommend that they do. They should highly get Callum. Highly recommend Callum. Wonderful series, yes. Yes. <coughs> well, it's about time for your uh, milky drink and <laughs> matron to put you to bed, isn't it? It is now, dear. Yes, it's come to that point of the afternoon. Yes, before yes. the emergency alarms go off at three and I can enjoy them and... Pretend it's wartime. You will. Oh, I can I will. see you sat there with your gas mask around your neck. Oh, I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the dead man's shirt looking resplendent. 
No, this is my shirt. Oh, is it? This is one of mine, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember. It looks a bit like the Dead Man's shirt. It was does that look a bit like that. That's it. The Dead Man's was checked. This is floral. I don't think he was a floral chap. Certainly isn't now. Callan knew all about dead checks. He did. He really did. He did. See, I'm, I, I'm doing a... It's like in uh, The Big Night Out where uh, Sid and Tony Hancock are talking about going to the cinema and you always come out of there thinking you're who you've just watched or whatever he says. He's like, uh, oh, no, Tony does it, doesn't he? He says he walked out there thinking he was Robert Minchin with his eyes half closed and a bus nearly knocked him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I should be walking around like Callum for the rest of the week. Even at me haircut. There you go. Although Done Callum wouldn't have his hair like this. Oh, no, no. He no. wouldn't have gone down the Stuart Lee road, dear. Stuart Lee? It doesn't look like Stuart Lee's hair. It does. That's does like it? Stuart Lee's hair, yeah. Okay. It is. Oh, it's just the way it grows. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's nothing you can it, do about it. At least it grows, dear. There's always that. Yes, but you have more testosterone, dear. You're obviously more masculine than Loaded I. Loaded with Toblerone, absolutely. Yes, I'd like a Toblerone. Are you still feeling like you're sitting on a Toblerone? Um, do you know what? No, the, the Toblerone feeling's not so bad. I mean, I've got three cushions under me. That's all right. So, no, the arse is better. That's which, good. Presumably, after all the interference, I mean, they couldn't have done much more. But, oh, uh, that was probably just the fallout from people sticking the fingers up your ass. It probably was, actually, yeah. yeah. So, it's just, it's just that, it's just the feeling of the gastric band. Uh, is get that rid still of that. there? Oh, that's still there, yes. So, the, the acid reflux is phenomenal. Oh, no. Oh, God, it is. It's volcanic. It's amazing. Oh, Jesus. I hate that. Oh, not I nice. I hate heartburny things. Yes. Just sat there passing gas at three o'clock in the morning. It was appalling. Terrible. <sighs> but there we go. It's a shame it isn't the other end, really, because that's quite entertaining. The other end would be funnier, wouldn't it? Yeah. Rather yeah. than just sat there going, Bleh. Yeah, you could uh, be uh, doing the lonely. Like yes. You know. <laughs> Just stinking. Yeah. Just honking the house. Yeah. Up. yeah. Have that. Have so, that. Children. So we'll have a game of Callan. You can play Lonely. I'll play Callan. <laughs> the dog can be uh, Hunter. Yes. Stanley can be Hunter. I'm sure Stanley Stanley's be. been a great comfort during our Stanley's days. fantastic. I think that, oh, I mean, well, I've, you've met the little fella a few times. Ooh, splendid chap. Splendid dog. No, best thing. Best thing I could have done. I think that, yeah, God, I've missed having a dog, you know. Hmm. I really have, because it's been yeah. a long time since I've had a dog, and I think that this one turning up just as I decided to fall ill, um, timing's beautiful, because it's yeah. motivating me, because God knows, he's been quiet for an hour so far, that's impressive for him, he'll yeah. have me out again, so uh, there's no time to sit on my arse, which is a good thing, I think. It is a good thing, especially Definitely. with the Toblerone. Absolutely, one doesn't want a Toblerone there, do no. you? Well, on those yeah. soothing canine thoughts... Hmm. Yes, I think uh, I think we probably extracted the maximum amount we can from you today. I, you must I be all so. passion spent. I'm all all done, dear. All done. That'll do me. Yeah. Well, nothing more remains but for us to wish you all a delightful week at home, and uh, we hope the emergency uh, alert, whatever it is, doesn't freak you out too much. Uh, a bit of Harry Seacombe might solve that. It might well do. Bit yeah. of Harry, yeah. Bit of Harry. Yeah. Bit of Harry, get your Harry yeah. Seacombe album on. Yeah. And until the next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Nice things, the antidote to modern living 
was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production.